Welcome to the Homegrown Remix Podcast. We will be tackling the tough questions that eat at your faith. Throughout the year, four students will dissect, discuss, and comment on each week's topic. And now, please welcome our host and president of Crossroads Farm, Doug Rutledge. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Homegrown Remix Podcast. We are here at Crossroads Farm, and we have four fantastic students, so I'll introduce myself and then let them introduce themselves. I'm Brian Van Dyke, and I've been a Crossroads volunteer coach for four years. Uh, my name is Owen Woods. I go to Reading High School, and I've been a volunteer for three years. My name is Blakely Cornstubble. I go to Reading High School, and I've been coming for like a month and a half now. I'm Emmy Ambrose. I go to Freedom Christian School, and I've been coming for like two years. My name's Grayson. Um, I'm a senior at Hillsdale High School, and uh, this is my second year at Crossroads. All right, so this week, what do we talk about? Who do we talk about? Elijah. Yeah, and what was so cool about him? He brought fire down from heaven. Yeah, so like, it's it's March Madness season, right? Am I right? Oh, and he didn't die. Right, and he didn't die. And we say someone who's like a really good like basketball player, they're like a walking bucket, right, Owen? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can confer. So, <laughs> and so basically, Elijah is a walking miracle, right? Because he's just like doing miracles all over the place. And so, the topic was kind of talking about seeing God do crazy, cool miracles and showing his power on earth. Um, and so, the first question I have is Have you ever seen a miracle? Yes. <laughs> Care to share more, Owen? When I was in seventh grade, my uncle committed suicide, and he left my aunt and uh, his two younger daughters um, mm-hmm. behind, and we raised money to build a house for her to live in, and it was all fundraiser money and all fundraiser volunteer hours, um, so that was a miracle. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's powerful. In November, um, I... Uh... My my grandfather died in November. It wasn't out of nowhere, but he, he was sick for a while. And then we finally got to visit him, and it was kind of, like, really, like, kind of let off easy. And then, like, it, it was kind of a burden off of our shoulders once he died because he was, like, in a lot of pain. And, like, I don't know, the di- doctors mix- misdiagnosed him, like, three times, and it was just annoying. And then um, my dog died two days later, and I was just like, dude... But it it was really weird because I got over it really fast, like within that same week. And I was just like, I don't, it, it really, like that poem I said, like it really just helped me realize that things could be so much worse. I'm I, like, I just opened my eyes and was like, dang, I could, I could be like on a sinking ship right now, worrying about every, anything else other than this. Like, and this could be considered a good day. I was mm-hmm. like, man, I was just like, dude. And I don't know, that was just like a miracle that went on in my mind because I didn't think I'd be able to get over that kind of stuff. And it just happened so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I experienced one when I was in third grade. And I just moved to Michigan. And um, my mom got cancer. Mm. And it was really hard. But our family survived it, and she survived it. And then um, about a year and a half ago, my sister was in the hospital for like half a year and she had a colonoscopy and she had a lot of things done and you know growing up like my family you know our southern roots were always very tight as a family and um 
it was really, really hard to go through that, especially, you know, my my eighth grade year going into freshman year was really hard as it is, and then you have my sister, and we were super close, and I'm just glad that she got through that, but I would say that was definitely a miracle in God's eyes, in my eyes, as a, like our family as a whole. Cool. So our next question is, if someone came up to you and said, a miracle is going to happen tomorrow, do you think you would be ready for it? Probably not. Why not? Like I just like would they tell us what the miracle is, or would they just say a miracle is is gonna happen? I I don't know. Like it could be it could be either one. Because <laughs> if they didn't tell me what it was, obviously I wouldn't be prepared for that miracle. Yeah, like from getting a million dollars, sure I'll be ready for it. But if like <laughs> a, if a flood's coming or something, I don't know if I'm right. ready for that. Mm-hmm. I don't think we necessarily need to be ready because like. God used tons of people who, in their eyes, didn't seem ready. And it was like nobody was really fit for the job, but he he qualifies you. He makes you qualified. Yeah, that's good. Um, let's dive into the person of Elijah a little bit more. Uh, tell me a little bit more about him and what the Bible tells us about him. He was fast. <laughs> he... Yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> Usain Bolt's got nothing on yeah, him. I, yeah, you definitely wouldn't beat Usain Bolt. No doubt. No question. People say Usain's the fastest man. Cap. He tucked in his cloak and just started running. Yeah. <laughs> I think that'd be kind of nuts because, like, everyone else was going too. And, like, you had you had horses and, um, mm-hmm. and chariots and stuff. And I'm just thinking about it, like, just seeing a dude just book it past him. Just... I mean, if you haven't seen rain for three and a half years, you know what I mean? Like, and then floods come in. And you've been, yeah. Oh. So the Bible says he was exactly like us, right? So he had uh, the same problems we have, the same temptations that we have. He was insecure and sometimes thought God had abandoned him. What are some of his personality traits that remind you of yourself? I kind of like when Doug said he was just a little bit like cocky and arrogant. Cause a little I was swagger. Like, I get mm-hmm. that way sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, like, I can just see when he was dumping the water on the cow, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. just, like, staring him down, and then, <laughs> like, right after, he, yeah, I would have definitely been very cocky. I feel that. Um, I think when um, he was, like, super tired, I, I, I think this was after he was running away from Jezebel, and, and um, he was just like, man, God, and, and then God was like, just rest, and he gave him a snack mm. and a nap, and he was good. And I was like, dang, I relate to that. I was like, <laughs> sometimes a nap, a nap and a <laughs> snack is all we need. Yeah. What do you think of the idea that Elijah was doing all of these miracles? He understood that it was to magnify not Elijah's name, but God's name. So that all of Israel would know that there is a God and that he's powerful. What does that say about his kind of attitude or approach? I think it's a very powerful thing because as people we tend to want to like take the credit for ourselves like the group projects if we do most of the work you're like yeah it was me that's all me but doing it to like magnify God and doing it for his glory instead of your own it's just like it's a big step it's hard to do but it's very powerful yeah I think like a big thing is when we're playing sports like everybody looks at it like yeah they're so good you know, they put in the time in the weight room, but no, it's God working through you that you're able to play those sports. You, He's gifted you to be good at those sports, and 
it's all his glory. Yeah, I think sports is a great kind of uh, litmus test because when a really great athlete does an incredible athletic feat, is he pointing at himself or is he pointing to God or where is he pointing, right? Like whatever he draws attention to after he does something incredible speaks volumes. That's why we love Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow till we die. (laughs) Jesus, because it's just a lot of problems will be solved in this world if everyone just knew Jesus and, you know, their lives would change and they would want to do that for others. And I feel like that's just such a big thing in this world. So I guess the next question is, do you think that God wants to do something incredible through you like he did with Elijah? What do you think that might be? Um, I just have faith that he has something. Like, that's 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 about it. He's not. I don't think he's going to tell me the rest now because I'll just kind of be like, I'll just sit back and be like, all right. So now it's just like, I'm I'm kind of just counting on God and like trusting in in what He has and like every next move like because I don't have a beam of light just showing everything that's 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 in front of me. I just have what's in front of my feet, so I know where to step. But I don't have the whole picture yet. I think that you know, obviously, God has a purpose for all of us, and you know, there's a lot of things that could be ho- like could be holding me back from my relationship with God and he's just like really worked through that and is still working through that so I think that I have a bigger purpose here um that I originally thought and um you know just trusting him with you know your guys's relationship and then where he sees you next yeah I think this kind of goes back to like the last question that like right now a big part is we have such easy access to non-believers at school that we can talk to them and um but for the future who knows what god has in plan for us but um yeah like Blake said he has a plan for each and every one of us and that's plan is different for everybody but he definitely has a plan so have you ever prayed for god to use you miraculously what does that look like um i think for me it looks like you know i talk about God, as much as I can in school, or like I'm like slightly mentioning it to my friends or something like that. And I think it's like, you know, I pray that they will come to me and ask questions. And, you know, maybe I'll invite them here, you know, something like that. And I just hope that, you know, that happens. Or, you know, I pray for it and I pray for other people's relationship with God. In my room, um, I have <laughs> a sticker of the verse, uh, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, mm-hmm. and it's for the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And every day I try to look at that, especially in the morning, and have to think that maybe God has, he definitely has a plan for me today, but maybe this today is a big step in my life plan. It could change everything just today, and I just try to think of that. So yeah, I think that's the crazy thing, is that a miracle could happen in a moment, you know what I mean? Like, at any moment... God could show us his glory, show us his power in a miraculous way. I think, I, going back on the idea that it says that Elijah was a man just like us, like, does that make you think, like, why not us? Why not you? Why not me? Like, why can't it be us? Like, why can't God do the same thing if he's the same God through us? And the answer is he can. So I guess we have to look at what allowed Elijah to be a channel of God's power. And I think it comes down to maybe three things. He was available to God. He was obedient to God. And he listened to his still small voice. Those three things 
which one of those three do you think you need to work on the most? Uh, I think a big one for me is listening. Like Doug was talking about that you just need some silence in your life to be able to hear God. And like I always, when I'm working or anything, I'm always listening to something with my AirPods mm-hmm. or in the car, I'm always listening to music. And I think a big, like an easy way to hear God is in the car. You've got a 20 minute drive to school or maybe five minutes, but still that's another five minutes you could have with him or just even playing while driving. Obviously not with your eyes closed, but <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Just talking to him and use every chance you get to talk to him. I think availability and um, listening kind of goes hand in hand for me because um, for me to hear from God, I need to be available because I need to uh, get in his word. That's really like the biggest mm-hmm. thing. Like if I really want to hear his, like what he has to say, like physically, then I'll just read out loud. But like um, it's it's really just his word. It's already there. And like Elijah, he didn't, he didn't have he didn't have all the scriptures. He was like a third of the way through the Old Testament, and 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 he was still able to do all that. And we have everything else. We have every other story, and it, we still don't listen. Like we have, it's literally God's word. Like I don't know. That's something that's I think we kind of just breeze over a lot. That it's actually God's word. It's not just a book there that we have to read. It's. It's God's voice. Like that's these are the words that come out of Him, and that's something that is big for me. So really, just spending time in His Word. Like Owen said, I think it's listening to that um, still, quiet voice. Because sometimes you just get caught up in like everything that's going on in the world, and we forget to just take time to just be quiet and mm-hmm. listen and have that quiet time with God. Um, I think, you know, availability and, um, listening to God, um, is a big one for me. Um, especially because I do sports and, you know, I got to help mom and Mike with the chores, you know, stuff like that. You know, it's really busy in our household. So I think just taking time with God and listening to him is a big, big thing. So we'll end on a practical note. What is one thing you're going to do this week to, you guys all said either availability or listening to God. What is one practical thing you're going to do this week and commit to? Is that listening or driving to school with no music and no radio on and you just spend that time listening? Is that blocking out the time right after school, you know, get out of school to just spend time reading God's word? What, what's that going to be? Probably just try to like sit down with my Bible and make sure there's nothing, no TV or music going on in the background and just focus on what I'm reading instead of just being distracted on all the other craziness going on in my house. Um, opening my Bible more than once this week. It's a big one for me. Um, like you said, I'm going to try and instead of getting in the car and turn on the radio instantly, uh, listen to God there and um, in the shower. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird, but in the shower I always listen to music. And yeah, same. Instead of listening to music, maybe right then it's you're obviously alone in the shower. So. <laughs> well, I for me, I just heard this one thing of like kind of uh, being able to stay committed to God and staying consistent. Um, this guy who's saying when he uh, is is like struggling with lust or something, uh, he goes to Corinthians or anything like like according to his situations, he always goes to like words and it, and if ever like. 
we forget about God, um, and and like a sin comes up whenever, like like evil thoughts come up, so does God's word because you're attacking it with that scripture. So it's like it just comes into it, and that's where you can um, um, kind of just attack that area of your life and allow God's word to flow. Well, that was a lot of really great content, guys. Like God is so powerful, and He's still a miracle working God and why not us so really excited to see what God does in your weeks and we'll have to uh, have you guys back on and see exactly what he did in this weeks as you guys um, became more available and became better listeners to him but for now you've been listening to another episode of the homegrown remix podcast and we will see you next week peace Crossroads Farm is happy to share coffee joy with you through the delicious rich roast coffee. You can order yours by contacting the CRF office at crossroadsfarm.org and contact us to learn about our innovative ministry curriculum, The Arms of a Servant Leader, a four-year strategic discipleship training resource. Follow us on Facebook at Crossroads Farm, Crossroads Farm Northwest, and Crossroads Farm RCI, also on Insta and Twitter. Twitter.